0: guide in our newsroom in there has been an attempt, as perhaps you know now, on the life of President Kennedy. He was wounded in an automobile driving from Dallas Airport into downtown Dallas, along with Governor Connolly of Texas. They've been taken to Parkland Hospital there, where their condition is as yet unknown. We have not been told their condition at Dallas in the downtown hotel room. A group had been gathered to hear President Kennedy when he was waiting his arrival. Let's switch down there now, where Eddie Barker of KRLD is on the air.
1: As you can imagine, there are many stories that are coming in now. Uh,
2: Welcome to the Clues Chronicle, the audio version of CluesForum.info. The wealth of information available in the forums needs to be shared. What you thought was real may not be. What you thought took place might never have happened. Clues Forum seeks to figure out what is really going on. We have a ton of topics that we are going to cover from the moon hoax to nuclear bombs. As the forum threads are fairly long, each show we read is the first couple of pages of the thread in hopes to pique your interest and spread the word about the many types of topics that are covered at Clues Forum.
3: Yeah, we also interview researchers whom we've personally vetted for a level of trustworthiness that satisfies our need for people to demonstrate an ability to do original detective work rather than merely endorsing someone else's. Today's thread should really get some people thinking about the very small number of real researchers on any given topic and the huge amount of people repeating what those few researchers with original ideas and original research have proposed and supposedly backed up with research. Oftentimes, it may not even be trustworthy. Our thread was started to gather people together to discuss new detective work toward the notion that the JFK assassination was an entirely staged event behind which unknown events took place, including the possibility that JFK left the public stage during this time, alive and well, but aiding the new renaissance of propaganda, as he did so.
2: Mm, So much propaganda. Oh my gosh. This is going to be fun.
3: It was an era, wasn't it? I mean, we had, what was going on then? There was the Vietnam thing, the moon landing hoax, which we went over last episode. He even, apparently, (laughs) before this Dallas assassination, he had visited NASA and said, Yeah, is everything going all right over here? Supposedly, you know. So it's all very tied up with that. And then this whole concept of the invasion of communism and him being the first Catholic president. Yeah, so it's a very strange era.
2: Yeah, he had a secret lover, I guess not so secret, if that even was true. What do you think, the whole Marilyn Monroe thing?
3: Well, yeah, I mean, what is this deal with um, her being mind-controlled? I'm not so sure, maybe that's just to make us think that she wasn't a clever propagandist or participant in the hoaxes herself, you know?
2: Mm, That's right. Good cover.
3: It's a very good cover. I'm being mind-controlled while I enjoy the perks of celebrity and connections to all these wealthy people who uh, control other people's minds with their silly stories. I don't know. But I really, of course, didn't grow up in the era, and so for me, it's all just kind of a mystery, and I have to look at the world I live in now and kind of Use that to reflect back on times that I didn't witness.
2: That is interesting, right? You didn't witness it.
3: I didn't even witness so, the, the simulation of the witnessing. I didn't witness anything on TV for the moon landing or the JFK assassination or the Vietnam War. That was all before my time. What, what did you learn about that stuff?
2: You know, I think it was we did a, something in school about the JFK thing. So then I came home and asked my mom, Well, were you alive during JFK? And then she just kind of told me about her thoughts and feelings about how when the president got shot. Everything was because my mom grew up Catholic. So it was a really very sad time for her when he got shot. Very sad.
3: Did you ever um, come to question it later? Did you encounter conspiracy theories about it later?
2: Yeah, they, they were supported conspiracy. There's a movie. There's always movies about it. So we are encouraged to theorize about his death, I guess. Right?
3: Yeah, no, that does make sense. I mean, it definitely fits with my research and experience, detective work, if you will, about modern events. You know, 9-11 were definitely meant to have conspiracy theories about that and be divided by the conspiracy theories without questioning that there may, may have been a deliberate campaign to target different demographics and send them down different lanes.
2: You know, if if you just look back, that's what has happened. It's, I mean, all you have to ask is, was that by design? That people are separated in about their beliefs about JFK or 9-11? It's completely separated that we, we can't even meet in the middle.
3: Yeah, I think you're right. I think it's kind of like, that question comes up a lot in our research. And for me, I'm still on the fence. There are people who take it in... Um, how do i say this that it all may be deliberately crafted specifically for some grand evil purpose i tend to see it in the middle between that and the idea that it's not that it's all an accident and they're just winging it i think it's probably a bit of both mm-hmm. To me, it seems as though the powers that be that have noticed this thing about humanity that we have like celebrity worship and we turn off our thinking centers when we are kind of in awe of celebrity and the news media machine. They take advantage of the fact that we get a little bit disoriented, we get a a little bit lost, we follow people, there are opinion leaders in each group, and they basically want to be the opinion leaders. And when they can't be the opinion leaders because they know that insinuating themselves into the situation would be too obvious, or it would rob people of their celebrity worship of the time, and therefore make them turn on whomever is trying to usurp that favorite celebrity. Um,
2: well, what you're saying makes sense. You're saying they they have to, the, the herd moves and changes, and they have to be willing to be fluid enough to move with it.
3: That's exactly what I'm thinking. There isn't so much a grand evil scheme as much as they have habits which keep them in power perpetually, and we don't catch up with those habits in general. So in general, they get what they want, and they don't need a great big, big scheme in order to do it. They simply get what they want.
2: It totally makes sense, because they couldn't be so rigid. They couldn't make a plan and stay. We change all the time. Like you said, celebrity worship. I know a lot of it's directed. There's We're also very unpredictable.
3: They might make some plans that are for long term, like over hundreds of years, Um, maybe even a thousand but I think that as soon as those plans fail they just toss them out and they say oh well that didn't work let's move on to this other thing and pretend that we you know we got exactly what we wanted so it's just it seems to me that way like there's a lot of this covering each other's asses kind of thing
2: yeah and I like that that implies there's more than one person in charge I think right
3: oh, yeah, I don't think there's just one person in charge. In fact, it might even be more accurate to say no one's in charge. And that's why the world is so messed up.
2: That feels more natural. It feels more like humans. I mean, why would other power brokers give way to the head power dude? No one's going to. No, they all want to be in charge, I would imagine.
3: So this all ties into who was JFK and what kind of power circles was he running in, because the Kennedy family is just rife with these, uh, uh, should we say, collisions or appearance of collisions with power circles. You know, there was an appearance of a collision with communism. There was the appearance of a sort of happy relationship to Jesuits or the, the Catholic or uh, Vatican or Knights of Malta kind of gang. And all this is going on while Hollywood and television has been collaboratively run by a sort of Masonic, Abrahamic, and Jewish thing. So what really was going on besides normal things that happen to politicians, which is we make this deal, okay, now you're going to go here. Maybe one of them was, okay, now you're going to play dead. And that you know serves some particular agenda from the time.
2: So you think about it, right? An actor doesn't say, hey, I'm going to be an actor. I'm going to go and just show my stuff and they're going to love me. No, they they choose you. You don't choose the studio to work for, right? Like politicians, you don't choose your position. People pick you and they put you in it and they guide you. So, mm. you know, the way we think individuals are in charge. No, you are picked and placed in these actors and politicians. There's... So, uh, how many other high-profile CEOs, I mean, the, the people that run things, they don't choose to be there?
3: It's of. interesting. Yeah, it reminds me of, like, casting or something. Like, the camp, the political campaign is kind of the period where you're, you know, sending in your mug photos and you're reading from scripts and going, see, I'm really good at doing this. I mean, okay, there's this whole problem of voting and caucuses and, and the problem with actual Democracy happening in America, <laughs> in the first place, mm-hmm. let alone what people fall for and supposedly vote for in office. But anyway, um, I think that's a pretty good intro to the thread.
2: Let's get, let's get I know people are waiting. What's going on with JFK these days? What have you uncovered that Fetzer couldn't, James <laughs> Fetzer? <laughs> oh.
3: Well, for one thing, we might be able to actually ask whether any evidence, any particular evidence, is admissible as evidence. Whereas, you know, some researchers seem to take everything at face value and even the stuff that contradicts the other stuff. They might say, oh, well, yeah, it's all, uh, it probably all happen, I just have to figure out the puzzle, you know, and they end up turning it into this mind trap instead of just going, wait, what can we all prove was admissible or inadmissible? All right. Well, when we come back, Kay and I will read from the initial posts from the thread, was JFK murdered? Now, a song from the social service.
1: Take me back to the good old golden days, but nothing ever seemed to buy.
3: you have it open? Okay, so if you want to follow the thread with us or read more of it, simply go to cluesforum.info, click on General Discussion, The Age of Media Fakery, and find the subforum World War One to World War II, The New Cokes, The Cold War, and JFK. When you click there, you should find a topic called Was JFK Murdered? You can also find this by simply searching "Was JFK murdered?" and we use J. F. K. Do you want to read the first post by me? K, okay. is that okay? Can I ask you that?
2: Yes, yes. Let's let's do that. This is uh, the first post is by uh, Hoy Paloy on December first, two thousand nine. Ooh, December first. That's good. Oh one, one two oh one. See, I am trying to do the numerology thing. It's not it's not oh. jiving for me.
3: I'm not, yeah, I have a hard time with the numerals. It's, it's an interesting thing, but you can easily go paranoid with that and start adding up things that people obviously had nothing to do with and say, oh, well, see, it's kind of like a Zodiac thing that I'm not really into. Right,
2: right. All right. 9-11 has taught us a lot about how many levels of conspiracy are created around every major event in order to control the dialogue. Therefore, in order to break out of the old JFK theories, which may all be artificial constructions, let us propose something 9-11-like that might have been going on during the 60s. The Zapruder film is not only a known fake, it's a proven fake. True, it was released far after people were clamoring for information, but this is an argument for a few different different things that may be going on. 1. JFK was murdered, and the nature of the murder was disguised by all involved. Two, JFK exited the political sphere on purpose and needed a safe way out. Or it could be number three, JFK was the most deceptive leader we've had, and he helped, through the Catholic Church connections, which finally achieved the executive branch, to invoke some of the first major media deceptions in the history of television. A, his own death, and B, the coordination with the CIA, Air Force, and NASA of the moon hoaxes. What is the likelihood that the influential Kennedy family has allowed so many of its members to be removed from the, quote, power game, without taking part in the popular lying technology as it developed in such high social circles?
3: Yeah, I don't think it's likely. To me, it seems that, so we know propaganda was like, going in full force at this time awareness of the of the moon landing hoaxes and stuff makes it very clear that this was going on and that the powers would be new about it so why would the kennedy family not be a part of it of course they'd be a part of it there was some other posts about this and it looks like when we compiled the jfk thing there may be some missing things because i started responding to something that that didn't make it to the thread but It goes like this, December 3rd. Thanks for helping me understand the JFK conspiracy as it stands with Coast to Coast AM and the Jesuit media crew. Yes, on the face of it, it seems they always want us to demonize the Federal Reserve. Alex Jones, George Norrie, Renzi, Ron Paul, etc., etc. Pretty much every conspiracy ultimately devolves into, quote, destroy the Federal Reserve, unquote, which of course is not a terrible option. It's actually a great idea. But let's look at the creation of the CIA in the 40s at the same time as the Air Force, and apparently because we had a bunch of restless generals and majors always seeming so unhappy till the ghetto war, as Andy Partridge wrote, brusquely but with good observation skills, sorry about my singing, folks, the question is, did JFK's murder initiate the anti-Fed movement, or did it merely continue an ineffective resistance to the Federal Reserve and distract from the criminalism that had fully invaded our media services?
2: Oh, so they started the Fed argument in the first place.
3: If you're going to shut down the national money supply, someone else is going to take it up. And in all likelihood, you know, libertarian population, it will be another private corporation rather than a national system. So, yeah, I'm not so sure that, I mean, it's a good idea, in my opinion, to, to start local money and that kind of thing and to break from the power of the Fed. Absolutely. It's just interesting that it's always tied quickly to conspiracy theories. Oh, the solution is break down the Fed.
2: (laughs) Right. So the one theory I heard is that the Federal Reserve is a private group of individuals that prints our money. And we pay them a huge amount, like, I don't know, one penny per dollar or something like that. I'm not quite sure. So the theory was, and JFK was going to end the Federal Reserve and allow us the us country to print our own money like most countries do and that's one of the reasons he was murdered
3: oh okay i i forgot about that particular aspect to the jfk conspiracy and that's interesting too because as simon jcp um another user on our forum points out later the federal reserve supposedly was set up by uh, some jesuit force and so jfk supposedly betraying that jesuit force um, may have caused some conflict to lead to his demise.
2: But aren't they all just actors anyway? So he has no real power. Is, isn't is that what we're come to think these days?
3: Presidents, yeah. I mean, let's let's say that politicians in general, yeah, they, they hold a lot of um, similarities with actors. This is why we probably have a lot of actor politicians. What's the latest one now? Maybe Trump will be our next president, for example. But it's like, this idea that presidents actually have power rather than merely playing the part of a popularly elected president is silly. All
2: right, next post is Hoy Poloy again on December 3rd. Also, if we study the hunts and the E. Howard Hunt informant plugged on C2C,
3: coast or we might coast.
2: begin to go coast to coast, that's right or we might begin to call it hoax to hoax, (laughs) I like that, hoax to hoax AM on midnight, we have the existence of enormous wealth, monetary connections, and similar social circles of the power hungry. How can they point out the madness of LBJ's lust for power when he was working so closely with similar types all around him? It seems the hunts, want to depict LBJ as a singularly insane exception to the power game? A man like Stalin, who was able to magically claim power just by killing the competition? Who exactly wanted the Kennedys out of the picture? Was it the Kennedys themselves? It seems so unclear, but I am too young to understand the Kent State Massacre, the Martin Luther King murder. When did we start getting hocus and does our 9-11 research penetrate deeper into true politics than other generations
3: sandy man replies on December 4th good questions nice to see the great work over here So that's nice we get a little encouragement sometimes that's immediately followed by a ridiculous post <laughs> so there's occasionally like a suck up and then backstab thing happening but um, anyway it remains to be seen about sandy man so far to the audience
2: <laughs> All Right. Wait, wait and see. Fibonacci. How do you say that? Fib uh, F. Benario,
3: and he's he's told us that his name is Fred Benario, I guess. So.
2: Ah, F. Benario. Because when I and I say that, I say Fibonario, like Fibonacci <laughs> sequence. Yeah.
3: yeah.
2: Okay. On December eleventh, two thousand nine, responds a great article showing how the photos that convicted Oswald in the public mind were entirely faked thus proving government conspiracy and responsibility for murdering JFK. And JFK assassination, false flag attacks, how patsies are framed. The case of Harvey of Lee Harvey Oswald. And there's a link.
3: Oh, it's to globalresearch.ca. That person writes a lot of stuff. I think that's a professor, um, if I'm not mistaken, in Canada and or his group. And there's a lot of good research that people would argue is probably conspiracy theory research, but it's um, written from a standpoint of like academic examination of political intrigues. So that's interesting that he would link to that. Yeah. To me. So then I write on December 13th, quoting Clemmy 71 from December 12th, 2009. Clemmy 71 said, someone will have fun chasing the truth down on this case. It's obvious that Oswald was not JFK's killer. The guilty party couldn't afford to give him time to tell his story. I spent a few minutes looking at Jack Ruby references online. Didn't have time to download the Warren Commission report, but if someone has it, maybe they could look for Jr.'s social security number. Jack Ruby was reported variously to have been born on 25th of March, 1911, or 25th of April, 1910, or 25th of April, 1911. Reportedly, he was named Jacob Leon Rubenstein at his birth. Reportedly, he died on the 3rd of January, 1967. Some sources say he died in prison, some say he died in a hospital. Many sources ask the question, who was he really? The Ask.com search results page shows a Wikipedia link followed by a few words stating his birth name to be Jacob Rubenstein, but on the Wikipedia page itself his birth name is stated as Jack Leon Rubenstein. So sometime after Ask.com's robot last crawled over the Wikipedia page, the page was revised. wonder why. There is no SSDI record for a Jack Ruby, that's Social Security Death Index for researchers, Jacob Rubenstein or Jack Rubenstein, who died in 1967 or in Texas. Curiously, one Jacob Rubenstein, born the 1st of July, 0000, year of birth unknown, died in March 1963 in an unspecified location per report issued from the District of Columbia. Two different mugshots of Jack Ruby, one from the police and one from the sheriff, had the eyes subtly obscured or blurred. In the late 1960s, European newspapers printed an interview with an employee of the prison where Jr. was supposedly incarcerated. I realize this is anecdotal evidence and I don't have a citation. Sorry. God, I love that. I really love when people admit that, you know, I'm sorry, this is anecdotal. I don't have citation. I realize that's dubious. That is very clear. Anyway, he stated that junior didn't actually serve his time in prison and that he was freed under a different name. This tallies with the story told by former CIA employee Frank Sneps, author of Decent Interval, who said that Jack Ruby did not die in 1967 and that he had been given a new identity by the CIA, cited from the Covert History blog. Too interesting, and I reply to the quote, that is interesting. Was LHO a sim?
2: Lee Harvey Oswald. He's got such a strange story about going to russia or some weird nonsense like come on in the middle of the cult no it's not gonna
3: well the funniest thing i heard i think was an interview with lee harvey oswald's supposed ex-girlfriend or girlfriend when he died who still loves him and who says that he was set up and he was a patsy and knew he was being set up but couldn't do anything to stop it and things like that i think that was on hoax the hoax am this, this whole thing is just more of the uh, confusion that, that it is, and I must say that the intelligence people have successfully turned it into a huge mishmash. I wonder if that's on purpose. Maybe if we uncovered it, it really would be a key to what kind of power was changing hands at the time, but quite honestly, I don't know if it matters that much anymore since they're making so many mistakes in these big size ups We might as well investigate the things that are happening now.
2: But you know what? I think, just like with JFK, I think these big mistakes are on purpose to divide the population.
3: Oftentimes it seems that that's true, yes. I mean, it seems that even when we find the most ridiculous, silly things about 9-11, even if they didn't make that mistake on purpose, they, they quickly analyze, okay, who's detecting this mistake? Who can't tell the difference? Okay, send in two people that disagree and have them in... Keep them separate. Keep them in separate groups. So it's like they watch, and the internet is so—it's such a brilliant tool for these people to manipulate us. Oh my gosh!
2: Oh, just keeping—they can watch us now. I mean, they can keep data like they never were able to keep before. What are the, what are the searches after each psyop, right? Just look at the Google search history. What are people searching? Yeah. What kind of words? Yeah. Right?
3: Yeah. What are people saying over cell phones? And what kind of wow. buzzwords can be linked?
2: And people need to remember, every PSYOP is its own case study. It's a case study. That's. I mean, they do it. It has a purpose. But it's also to study to get better for the next one.
3: It's yeah, I think that's right. You can definitely detect that.
2: Andy says on December 13th. Please give a citation for the amazing Frank Snepp statement on Jack Ruby's covert release and new identity. The last time I talked with Mr. Snepp was quite a few years ago. And at the time, he was all IPS-style policy criticism about CIA interventionism in third world countries. Harumph, harumph. Okay, not that there's anything wrong with such policy critiques. But each time I tried to bring up the still deeper, darker business about specific domestic assassinations and their covert plotters, he would veer away from such crazy talk in preference for attacking bad intelligence agency behavior that was much better documented. Of the three famous Supreme Court cases that each upheld CIA-NDA agreements, Marchetti, Colby, and Snepp, Colby fared the worst, an understatement in later years. Marchetti allegedly escaped into the bottle after the blackout Hunt Lane affair in Miami, and only Snep was allowed to keep his establishment media profile quite high and accessible, making some of us suspect that he was, at best, only limited hangout kind of ex-spook. So when was Snep's epiphany, if that's what it really was, Andy?
3: Hmm, well, it looks like Andy has been digging, or at least has the appearance of one who researches. That's good. It's interesting. John Nada on December 14th replies to a Clemmy saying uh, on the 4th, Andy, I don't pretend to know anything of what happened to JFK, LHO, or JR, but the mystery is fascinating. What I posted above was the result of a few minutes of searching online by myself, a damp behind-the-ears newbie. It is a job for someone much smarter than me to chase it down. I respect the fact that there are people who have researched this case for years. Good luck and hats off to you. Hoy, I've asked myself the same question. It would be good to know just how far back the great American psyop really goes. Could LHO have been the first sim? But maybe the trail is too cold. John Notter replies, The syndicate and its use of technology to entertain and dupe the public while snuffing out oil-rich countries and other general individuals who stand in their way goes back to the dawn of cinema. Paul Virilio has done early research on the subject. And he links to, of course, the Wikipedia article on Paul Virilio. But anyway, sometimes... Evil Wikipedia is a good place to start. It is well documented that the syndicate mafia CIA Masons Octopus, NWO, have run the states since the early 20th century. Not even the FBI could touch them, as the syndicate had photos of their director, J. Edgar Hoover, giving his boyfriend a blowjob back in 1936. So the feds never got further, then taking down Hicks, who got too big for their boots, while allowing the syndicate to take control over all state and military apparatus. Bush Sr. joined the CIA in the early 60s, Edgar Hoover left a memo claiming he was one of JFK's assassins in Dallas. That's probably how he earned his stripes as CIA chief for eight years before becoming president. And then he links to jfkmurdersolved.com, bush.htm, and a YouTube video. And he has a signature, Millions Comatose in a World of Illusion.
2: Um, yeah, why would Edgar Hoover leave a memo implicating himself in murder? That doesn't sound for, very likely.
3: For that matter, what would it bother him about blackmail? Do, do we really believe that people that deep in an intelligence operation even care about blackmail anymore?
2: Yeah, I don't know. It's kind of weird. All right, the next post is by Hoi Palloy on December 14th. Sorry, John Nada. I heard that idea before. The Bush is being responsible. However then we have to believe, according to the site you linked to, that JFK died and the reason was because Bush was too easy on terrorists connected to the CIA in the Middle East, perhaps even employed them? Hmm, I don't know. The site also presents the Zapruder film without questioning its validity on that page. Please help me understand if I am reading that
3: wrong. Okay, yeah, so I I was finding it hard to accept that this whole Bush involvement thing ties in with Oh, Bush was just too easy on terrorists. So it's too convenient to have the JFK story perfectly roll into why 9-11 you know, happened the way the government said it did, if that makes sense. It's kind of like a way to turn interest in conspiracy into, to roll it back into obedience to the media.
2: They're so good at that, really. That's part of the deal.
3: Yeah, I think it's just persistence. It's like it's part of their policy, and they do it all the time, and people still fall for it, so... In you go
2: that's end of page 1 time to go to page 2 page 2 you watch much TV, Hoy?
3: I don't really, but sometimes it's on, you know, and I'll see it. What has been on around me is game shows. A lot of those, those are you? all
2: actors, by the way.
3: Oh, yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> They're not
2: real people. Um, well, yeah, my husband likes television, <laughs> so we watch it. They roll all everything all in together. I mean, you'll have a TV show, and they'll be like, They'll they'll mention nuclear bombs and terrorists and giant earthquakes. I mean, all the weird memes that scare people but don't go anywhere.
3: Yeah, I was thinking about trying to start a movie critique site that was kind of like the Bechdel test, except instead of checking for patriarchy, it would check for mention of any given psyop. Like, okay, this movie mentions dinosaurs landing on the moon, JFK assassination, you know, check, check, check. And it, there'd just be like a, a grid of which movies mention which conspiracies. So that if you wanted to uh, see how much all this stuff is tied into our everyday entertainment, y- you could see a visual representation of it.
2: Oh, that'd be cool. And how about self-referential points where they talk about themselves, like how, you know, news media talks about how they're free and open. when we know they're not.
3: Oh, right. Okay. So yeah, references to how any given industry supposedly works. Intelligence, media, Hollywood. Yeah, that's another one. Yeah. Well, so is it my turn to read or your turn?
2: I think I read the last one.
3: Oh, okay. Oh, Grady on December 16th says, thanks to the link to JFK murder solved site. Very interesting. For those who haven't seen it, the banned History Channel doc, The Men Who Killed Kennedy, The Guilty Men Part 9, is very interesting. <laughs> I'm always confused. With, I'm sorry. I have to interrupt this post. But what does it mean to have a super mainstream channel have that thing be banned from the mainstream channel? Does that Does that compute for you?
2: This is how I think of it something in there is not right and I don't know what it is. I can assume what I think it is and conspiracy people may assume but the real reason it's not being shown is probably something completely different. They're just taking advantage of it.
3: Ah, that's a good call. Yeah, they might have a reason to pull it because it has some bit of tidbit that maybe the producer or the writer was trying to sneak in there but they were able to pull it for some other reason. Hmm. Yeah, it reminds me of when they banned smart cars because of like the amount of lead in a bolt or something anyway this segment implicated johnson as part of the conspiracy and can be viewed here well we already knew about that but anyway i'm an assassination buff a stabilized version of the questionable zapruder film can be seen at assassinationscience.com assassination science for what it's worth
2: that's weird assassination buff it's gonna be honest kind of creepy The next post is by Andy on December 17th. The leaked Zapruder film made its American television debut on a supposedly live edition of ABC TV's Good Night America, hosted by a young and feisty investigative reporter whom truth seekers of the 1970s thought was a really good guy. Geraldo Rivera is icky. (laughs) Anyway, his daughter's in the business now, giving fake information just like he did.
1: Hmm. All
2: right, popular disinformation lore of the period had it that poor Geraldo lost his position with ABC for airing the Sapruder film without clearing it first with the suits in the front office. He subsequently did an independent syndicated investigative series for Chicago Tribune Corp. called Now It Can Be Told which promised much, but pulled its punches suspiciously too often. In the light of all the foxy self-disclosure of being embedded with the dark side that Rivera has engaged in more recent years, that whole charade of leaking Abe's much-tampered-with home movie can now be viewed as just another Sim.
3: Andy. I think that's a pretty sober view.
2: Who's the Sim?
3: I don't know. Uh, the idea is that sim can also stand for a simulation of a scenario. So I think the idea is that Abe has gotten his stuff leaked accidentally through Geraldo is a bit silly. It's kind of an unrealistic scenario. Because Geraldo, no. let's face it, in all likelihood, is a, just a slave like the other talking heads.
2: So you're this, he's Abe meaning Abraham Zapruder the dude who took the film of Kennedy getting shot.
3: Yeah, I think that's what the reference is.
2: Ah, got it.
3: Ah, Simon JCP jumps in on December 22nd. This is a favorite subject of mine. At this point in time, it is my belief that President Kennedy was shot dead because he betrayed the Vatican in his decision to end the Papal Crusade in Vietnam. I could be wrong. I wouldn't be surprised if it was all fake. No planes was enough of a shocker. Nothing surprises me anymore. On the point of Lee Oswald, I should add that witnesses saw Lee Oswald, David Ferry, Clay Shaw together in the small town of Clinton, Louisiana. And then he links jfk-online.com forward slash a series of HTML files. Manchester, Palmer, Collins, Dunn, Didon, and Kemp. I guess those are uh, witnesses, supposedly. Although we've seen a number of witnesses faked for the 9-11 thing. So who knows how long they've been at this game. David Ferry, a highly paid CIA contract pilot with a high-level security clearance and close ties to the radical right slash anti communist slash cuban exile crowd. He was Jesuit-trained and was a Catholic priest. Clay Shaw, a CIA operative and director of the International Trademark of New Orleans, he was a knight of Malta. These two had close ties to one another. These two both had close ties to Oswald. These two both had close ties to the CIA. These two both had close ties to the Vatican. These two both had close ties to the assassination. These two were both murdered. Ooh.
2: All right. SM, Simon JCP, SMJ. Look, ah, uh, no. No, he's not here yet. No, wait. <laughs> Simon JCP, there you go. On December 22nd, writes, The Pains left. And there's supposed to be a picture, but it's not here anymore. And it's their connections to the assassination. The Paynes were close friends of the Oswalds. When the Oswalds moved to New Orleans, Marina Oswald was driven there by Ruth Payne. When the Oswalds moved to Dallas, Ruth Payne again drove Marina there. She made them at home. She told Oswald about the job at the book depository and obtained an interview for him. Marina Oswald and the Oswald child stayed with Ruth Payne, while Oswald inexplicably rented many small rooms. Payne provided a garage for Oswald's possessions. The fake rifle-in-backyard photograph was found in Ruth Payne's garage. Most of the evidence against Oswald was found with the Payne's. Connections to military-slash-intelligence. Ruth Payne's husband, Michael Payne, was an engineer-designer. His stepfather was the founder of Bell Helicopter, a huge defense contractor that provided the military helicopter's use in Vietnam. Ooh, He did Ooh. highly right that's that's getting you a lot of money there. metal contract he did highly classified work for Bell helicopter, the u h one a helicopter manufactured by Bell helicopter, it became the symbol of the u s involvement in Vietnam. It is a fact that Bell Helicopter was a key company involved in the Vietnam War and made massive profits from the war at Bell. Payne worked under General Walter Dornberger a Nazi official who had been brought to the U.S. under the paperclip program. Payne's classified work at Bell Helicopter is a DOD business with clearances, security, etc. Why was the defector and his wife, the niece of a Russian intelligence colonel, allowed to be so close to the Payne's?
3: Yeah, I think they're referring to General Dornberger.
2: Dornberger's the defector? Well, that didn't bother them at NASA, so why would...
3: Yeah, supposedly would not here? Here. Germany? Yeah. Germany.
2: <laughs> Michael Payne's cousin, Thomas Dudley Cabot, was the former president of United Fruit, which has close ties to the CIA. Cabot offered equipment for and assisted in the CIA's Bay of Pigs invasion. Michael Payne's other cousin, Alexander Cochran. Forbes was a director of United Fruit and a trustee of Cabot, Cabot and Forbes, a real estate company with close ties to the defense industry. Oh, my goodness. This is full of information. This is crazy.
3: He's been at it for a long time. So I think that, you know, it's worth looking at, even if it's all something that he's meant to find, as you as you suggest, it's probably pretty close to what people who are actually looking at research are meant to find. So I think what I'm saying is that even if it's got some untruth in it, it's close to the way these things work as far as like defense contractors being tied to things and so on.
2: Right. Wasn't United Fruit in Guatemala? Where was that at? What country in South America?
3: Let's find out.
2: Because it was a huge deal. It's like United Fruit took over a whole country.
3: Chile and September 11th in the 70s. United Fruit Company. I hate keep
2: going to Wikipedia, but I guess it tells you what the state thinks, right? Right. Where to start.
3: Or wants us to think, anyhow.
2: The wiki says the United Fruit Company was an American corporation that traded in tropical fruit, primarily bananas grown in Central and South American plantations, and sold in the U.S. and Europe. The company was formed in 1899. Oh my goodness, this is a huge company. What's the CIA doing in there?
3: Wouldn't they want to be involved with any big company?
2: (laughs) It says United Fruit had a deep and long-lasting impact on the economic and political development of several Latin American countries. Well, there you go. If you can have an economic impact, we want in on that, huh? (laughs) CIA, we're in there. Oh, guess what the name of United Fruit is today?
3: Uh, Dole?
2: Chiquita branch. Oh,
3: I could have guessed that. Chiquita. Look and at it's funny because CIA is actually in the name, Chiquita, CIA in, in C-I-A. the order. Anyway, just a thought.
2: All right. There's more to read. And the U S government's all up in that company, huh? That
3: makes sense. I think that it's kind of meter and, uh, Rand's policy, which are like CIA branches, to invest in, support things, and then kind of run them on the sides or with suggestions and influence and things. All
2: right. I might be rereading a few things here. Michael Payne's brother worked for the Agency of International Development in Washington, D.C. The Agency of International Development provides cover for the CIA. It is involved in many CIA front activities. Ruth Payne's father was a CIA operative asset at the Agency for International Development. He traveled throughout Latin America and filed reports that went to the CIA. He was officially employed by USAID. Ruth Payne's mother was a lifelong friend of Mary Bancroft, a World War II spy and mistress of Alan Dulles.
3: And Dulles is also involved with the fruit company, too. So that's interesting. The Dulles family was about, if you look into it, you can find... Quickly, some things about how the Secretary of State was influencing Eisenhower and things.
2: Wow, this gets so complicated. This is so much. This is good. It's Clues Forums. That's what you. That's where you go to well, get it. It's very information. dense,
3: you know. At least it's a good place to start looking at stuff.
2: Exactly. Kind of figure out. Get your bearing there. All right. We left off. Ruth Payne's mother was a lifelong friend of Mary Bancroft, a World War II spy and mistress of Alan Dole's. Dulles, the first director of the CIA and the Black Ops Kingpin, who oversaw countless coups, dirty tricks operations, and even both Paperclip and MKUltra. Dulles was fucked.
3: That's that's a very nasty resume.
2: He oversaw, that's huge. Dulles was fired by Kennedy for being behind the Bay of Pigs coup. He would control the Warren Commission. He questioned the Paynes and carefully avoided any touchy, revealing question. It's so, you know, you go back and you read this, you're like, it gives these politicians power. You think Kennedy had that kind of power? Like, interesting. All right, let's finish. Ruth Payne's sister as declassified documents now show, worked for the CIA. When New Orleans DA Jim Garrison tried to investigate the income tax returns of the Paynes, he was told that they had been classified as a secret on the grounds of national security. Was that their role? Based on their closeness to the Oswalds and to the U.S. military-slash-intelligence and how they helped set so much of the stage, I am forced to conclude that the Pains were agents whose assignment was to handle Oswald.
3: Well, that's... Uh, he definitely looked at that stuff. It makes me wonder because, you know, when we try to look at 9-11 stuff, it's so carefully hidden. You can barely find anything that's connected to anything. And it's all denial, denial, and inability to get the information. So when Simon JCP presents something that's uh, this public, it makes me think, Mm, Was he meant to find this, or was it just a different time period before they knew uh, to cover up things so well as they do now?
2: Mm, Right.
3: I mean, maybe they learned from people actually packing some of this stuff open. Maybe not. The next post was December 23rd, 2009, and Simon JCP continues with a post about Abraham (laughs) Zapruder. This is the guy who is credited with filming the video that depicts the assassination. And then he quotes fi- findarticles.com. And there's an article from there, which uh, unfortunately is broken now. Abraham Zapruder and George de Morenschild were both part of the Dallas Council on World Affairs, a CIA front that was founded by Neil Mallon, George H.W. Bush's mentor. Zapruder's business partner married George de Morenschild, a CIA operative who was Oswald's, quote, best friend, handler, had close ties to George H.W. Bush, and who was, quote, suicided, unquote. Zapruder was friends with the mother of LBJ's personal secretary, and who was with him on Air Force One after Kennedy was killed. Her family went to Linda Johnson's wedding to Chuck Robb. Zapruder was a member of the Crusade for a Free Europe, which was a CIA front. Zapruder was a 33rd degree Freemason. Two of the groups that Zapruder belonged to were also groups that Clint Murchison, D.H. Byrd, George Bush, Sarah Hughes, ah, H.L. Hunt, Neil Mallon, and other suspects. Zapruder's office was in the Daltex building, which most researchers believe was one of the buildings used by the hit team to fire shots at Kennedy. Daltex had connections to Zionists. Before the Zapruder arbitration board, Zapruder's family was represented by Robert Bennett, a former CIA official and Bill Clinton's lawyer. That's precious. More connections to uh, look at and to dig through. And then, you know, there's this other thing that we're trying to balance on this thread, which is what actually happened. Was he pressured out? Did he leave? Did he actually die? And this next post is pretty interesting.
2: Yeah. Just, you know, maybe it's rated R for violence. Mm
3: -hmm. Perhaps. And yet they are ostensibly public photos right there's three of them photo-ish, and one of them looks three. like a drawing
2: so what we're looking at is a post by simon jcp the autopsy photographs he posted on december 24th or 25th your time <laughs> christmas and it's christmas it's really gruesome too because one is where you see the back of his he's laying on a What do you call that table? Autopsy table?
3: With the sink, uh, you know, there's supposed to be a sink at either end. There's supposed to be this mini table which goes around the body, which maybe can be moved or maybe not. So it resembles an autopsy table that they're showing. But then, yeah, it looks like they've made two slightly different photos. I won't say how they made them because I don't know how, whether it was with a real camera or photo manipulation or what. But they're very slightly different angles of this guy. Yeah, and as you pointed out, he's got a lot of hair, Kay.
2: He's got a ponytail's worth of hair. I don't think President Kennedy ever had a ponytail's worth of hair, did he?
3: I'm not sure, but it looks odd because when you have two other photos with very short and appearing darker hair and next to this thing that's either, I guess we're supposed to believe it's full of brains or uh, shampoo or something.
2: Could they have cut his hair to get the brain matter out of it? Would that Do yeah. autopsy doctors do that?
3: But then how do the brains get all up in, on the top of his head when they're clearly showing in the other drawing and photo? And that one drawing looks like a drawing of the photo with modifications, actually, because it's got the same hand in it. Um, why doesn't he have like a big old gaping hole, as supposedly they reported in the back? He's just got like the skull flap on the side of his head in that drawing, and and, uh, people should see what they think of these. Are these real? Is it evidence of something? Does the evidence contradict itself, as it seems to here with the short hair, long hair, big gaping hole, no gaping hole? There's a photo of a hand doing something, apparently picking something or manipulating something on his head. Then there's a drawing of it, and it's the same hand, but it's um, the index finger is moved slightly, but it's the same position, but it's no longer doing anything. It's just kind of in the uh, in the vicinity of the head. Two variations of two types of evidence, each of which possibly contradicts the other, but maybe not. And it's worth looking into, especially if these are the only things that we got.
2: You know, and I can an older person might be embarrassed by these photos because you see a person, the president, who you used to respect and now he's shirtless on a table and this one photo you can look all the way down and like see his b- tummy fat a little bit even under that before the picture cuts off there's like a, a towel over his private parts so you can't see down there but you can see pretty close <laughs> and my my point yeah this is a young man by the way this is not the president
1: sure
3: he's
2: got big thick shoulders a president was supposed to be skinny he was supposed to be sickly so this can't be the president i he's got big pectoralis muscles there and i don't know
3: i'm also noticing that the the two pictures that are taken head-on as it were they look like two close variations of one another uh the forehead looks like it's done slightly in layers um like you could take one forehead and then the second layer of forehead and then the eyes and the nose and then the eyes get covered up in the other one by simply ducking all of those in a parallax fashion and we see similar stuff happening with the martin luther king jr post-assassination funeral photos there's some kind of it it would be easy to fabricate one photo from the other if that makes sense
2: don't waste a good photo (laughs) pretend it's two (laughs)
3: That's right. There is
2: so, but see, how did all that brain matter get in his hair? It's as if he were standing up and someone just dropped goo right onto the top of his head. And it kind of slid down There's this whole big mat of brain matter.
3: Which contradicts, of course, the film footage of his brain exploding in, like, a red puff. Yeah, Yeah, we have a lot of different weird evidence that I think we're not meant to examine because it's kind of disgusting. Um, But when you actually do look at it, it's more confusing. Right, and
2: this... The autopsy photos where he's on his back, his hair's blondish, but the one where his hair's short, the skull flap is open, it's dark, very dark. So don't you think there's two different color hairs going on here? Or am I wrong on that?
3: I think you're right. I also think, and this is a very strange thing to suggest, and I'm sorry, but I really think that ear doesn't belong to that head because... In the very bottom photo, that ear is far too small. And in the drawing of the related image, the ear is more realistically proportioned to the rest of the head. So it seems to me that the drawing actually kind of covered up some mistakes in the photo manipulation.
2: Look at the bottom ear for a minute. Doesn't it look like it's on backwards? It should be faced the other way? Like, you know, the back of the ear where it loops around, but does the inside curve? I mean, because your front ear... Is parallel with, I mean, is even mm. with your face, right? Is your ear, your starts? You, you got your cheek, and then it slowly moves to your ear, and then it gets wider. Right. And it flares as it goes out. But when we're looking at the back of his head,
3: oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah, it's like they blended it too well because it doesn't belong. And so now it doesn't quite, now it doesn't belong in a different way.
2: You got to look at it, people. Yeah,
3: Yeah. just got to check this out. This is a post by Simon JCP again. Yeah, he
2: says, very sloppy, um, guys, very sloppy. Do you want to read it, what he says? Not to mention the fact that on the scene, doctors remember a huge blasted out exit wound in the back of the president's head. And here's a link to Professional Eyewitness Remembers Blasted Out Exit Hole. There's a YouTube video and another link. You, several Kennedy autopsy photographs were faked while many others were hidden. Check
3: those out. Okay, that'd be a good place to start here, because if these are only four of the many, then, yeah, got a lot of work to do to dismiss or accept evidence, I guess. I wonder how many people have actually done that. Simon JCP on January eighteenth, two 2010 writes, Lee Harvey Oswald spoke at a Jesuit study house in Alabama during the summer of 1963. He was invited by his cousin, Eugene Muret, a Jesuit. The Muret side of Oswald's family was staunchly Roman Catholic, and there's some citation on that, I guess. Here Oswald spoke favorably of Russia. Were the Jesuits setting him up? Considering that Oswald was not particularly religious, he seems to be an odd choice as a speaker. Did the Jesuits order Eugene Muret to have Oswald speak favorably of Russian communism at their fortress in Alabama? This would further establish him as a leftist nut. At this point, it has been proven that Oswald was an agent of the ONI, CIA, FBI, and U.S. Customs. All four agencies being created and run by Jesuit agents, I think it's quite clear that Oswald was manipulated by the Jesuit order and its intelligence community all his life. He was also handled by James Angleton, Knight of Malta, Jesuit agent, CIA chief, and CIA Mossad liaison. David Ferry, Jesuit schools, Jesuit agent, CIA asset operative, Marcelo Henchman, Clay Shaw, Knight of Malta, Jesuit agent, CIA officer, former trademark director, W. Guy Bannister, Freemason, JBS member, Minuteman, FBI, CIA, ONI, Jesuit agent, The Paines had intimate links to the Jesuit intelligence community, and George de Morenschild, tied to the Jesuit intelligence community and Jesuit Bush. Oswald was stationed at Atsugi Air Force Base, a hotspot for the CIA and the CIA military's MKUltra projects. Whoa.
2: Freeway Ricky Ross on April nineteenth, two 2010. For anyone interested in the Zapruder hoax, I haven't had time to watch all, but what I found interesting is that while doing measurements, Costella claims that there are rain sensors on all signs and near fixtures seen on the Zapruder film as well as movable washers underneath lamp poles, most likely there to debunk, confuse, and discredit anyone trying to take measurements that prove, hoax, there are about six to eight different presenters.
3: Freeway Ricky Ross writes again on April 19th, this interesting video supposed footage of original, unaltered version, procured from Nix's son. Well, I'd have to say that this is gibberish. This doesn't make any sense. I mean, even if they're trying to make sense, how is it? How are you supposed to read what Freeway Ricky is he, Ross is reading?
2: Is he still around? You meant
3: just to go to the YouTube link?
2: A lot of spelling errors uh, and stuff,
3: I don't stuff believe too. so, no. Worse than me. <laughs> yeah. Errors? Yeah, it's hard to even call them errors because they're so atrocious. It's like he just mashed the keyboard in hopes that it would eventually hmm. get the words that he wanted. All right.
2: Next, Freeway Ricky Ross reports again on May 4th. The pains remind me of the Rosenbergs. Another intelligence couple, but unlike the Pains, they were actually tried and executed for treason.
3: Okay, well, maybe that's good information. Maybe not. DeLuminator on May 8th, 2010 responds to my post at the beginning saying... Hi, Hoi Palloy. This is what I call a true skeptic. I mean, never, ever before I've heard that someone came up with this theory on JFK, especially especially 3A, the idea that um, he's in- involved in faking his own death. I like this new perspective. It opens a complete new view on entire history. Cool. Really, really cool. And again, a lot of spelling errors here. Um, this person's name is Delumin, which sounds like putting people in the dark. I don't know. It's hard to read the people who come to the forum to enthusiastically join and then what they actually produce. mm, Well, you know, what's in your brain
2: you think is going to come out in a certain way. It doesn't. (laughs) That's my big problem. (laughs) It was really cool when it was inside my brain. I'm like, this is awesome. And then when it comes out, I'm like, oh, not so awesome anymore.
3: (laughs) That's a very fair point. Some people are simply bad at communicating in certain ways.
2: All right. The next post is by Simon JCP on June 2nd. Intelligence operative W. Guy Bannister, who was supervising and handling Oswald in New Orleans, was a Scottish Rite Freemason. Abraham Zapruder, the CIA Oswald-linked dress manufacturer who shot the widely known back and to the left video, now exposed as a fake, was a 33rd degree Freemason. Israeli Mafia tied Jack Ruby, who shot Oswald, was a Freemason and received a Masonic grip by one of the police officers who led him into the courtroom for shooting Oswald. Lyndon Johnson, who became president as the result of the assassination and who appointed the fraud investigation, was a Freemason. Earl Warren, head of the fraud investigation into the assassination, was a high-level Freemason. Arlen Specter, author of The Magic Bullet Theory, was a high-level Freemason. Richard Russell Jr., member of the Warren Commission, was a high-level Freemason. Gerald Ford, who fictionalized the Warren Report drawings in order to support Spectre's theory, was a high-level Freemason. Ronald Reagan, who protected assassination witness suspect Jim Braden from extradition by Jim Garrison, was a Freemason. Alan Dulles, who was the CIA director fired by Dulles and who was the true force behind the Warren Commission. Wait a minute. Dulles got fired by Dulles?
3: Hmm. That's a funny little thing, isn't it? Let's He's look a at that.
2: And Dulles had connections to many of the suspects and the coup black ops that the CIA was most notorious for.
3: I can't find anything making it clear what he means by that on uh, an initial search. Maybe that was just a typo.
2: Forget fired by Dulles. Alan Dulles was a CIA director, and he was the true force behind the Warren Commission. He was a Freemason. That makes sense.
3: Mm, yeah, that's basically the, the thrust of that. Although, yeah, now it makes sense <laughs> I know, what's going who on? Who did he fired by right. Who did he fire? <laughs> George
2: H.W. Bush, who knew Oswald's murdered CIA handler, George de Morinchild, since 1942, who was in Dallas during the assassination and who was a high-level supervisor of the Bay of Pigs operation, is a high-level Freemason. Well, he's got high levels all over the place, that George H. Bush. J.F. <laughs> high level. I wish he could yes. say precisely, though, it would be cool, 33 degree or 32nd or, you know, I guess.
3: Well, I think the the problem is, supposedly is that once you're beyond 33, they say, oh, well, the degrees don't matter anymore. Um, so then it becomes harder to know what level they're actually at. But I guess supposedly if you're like at 33 or so, that means something. <laughs> I don't know exactly, but I think high uh-huh. level simply means like above that stage. Makes sense.
2: All right, now we're getting into some numerology. Okay. JFK was shot on 1122, the 11th month. 11 plus 22 is 33, the highest official degree in Freemasonry. The time of the shooting was 12.30 p.m. Central, the CST Central Standard Time equals That's 30. correct. 30. Oh, wait. 1 plus 2.30 equals 3.30, which is 33. He was shot at 1.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. 1 hour 30 minutes equals 13. The UTC time was 18.39. 18 is the number of significance to Satanism. 18 equals 6 plus 6 plus 6. And 39 is, according to leo zagami the last degree of the monte carlo illuminati system kennedy's death was officially announced at 133 central standard time and 1933 utc Dealey plaza is the site of the first masonic temple in dallas texas a town that lies along highway 77 seven is a very masonic number kennedy was shot while going up the pyramid-shaped plaza where a masonic obelisk has now been erected. He was shot right next to the 33-degree latitude line. More to come.
3: Wow. He's into the numerology in the end there, which I have a hard time getting into. And yet, sometimes it seems like when you do that shotgun spray of, like, here's these immediate official numbers, you do get some real right. I mean, you can't
2: discount this. the numbers altogether. Yeah, I don't ever want to do that. I, there is a purpose to them. I'm not sure if like Zach, the number guy, he's seeing a lot of patterns. But I guess it's it's how you analyze the patterns. What do they actually mean? That is important.
3: I agree, and I think what is significant versus what is not significant is closer to the comparison. What is in the public mind? What is passed around as public knowledge versus what is not. To me, if it's very very public, like a big number, like 9/11, people say it all the time now. Then that is meant to pass along some kind of, like you say, neurolinguistic programming, or like the official time that the towers collapsed. You know, might be might add up to 9 and 11. The official number of victims might have to might add up to 9 and 11. And so things like that, to me, seem like yeah. If it's very public, it's kind of a boast, it's kind of a signature, it's like a calling card of sort of arrogance, really. There might be other reasons, like you say, like maybe there's some signal between people who are in the know, okay, this is how we're going to play this story or something. Simon JCP on June 3rd writes, The wounds made to Kennedy were similar to the wound made to Hiram Abif, who in Masonic literature was killed by the three unworthy craftsmen. After the assassination, three tramps or hobos were photographed being led away without handcuffs. Hmm. By suspicious police officers wearing oversized trousers, spooky communications earpieces used by most intelligence agencies not used by local police departments, and one of them wearing a KKK patch. The KKK, of course, was founded and is controlled by Freemasons. The three tramps have been identified as Charles Harrison, Howard Hunt, and Frank Sturgis. Others have identified members of the trio as Chauncey Holt and Charles Rogers, while others have identified one of the tramps as Fred Crisman. The New Orleans CIA FBI station, which oversaw the intelligence activities of Lee Oswald, Guy Bannister, Clay Shaw, David Ferry, the whole New Orleans perp team, was located inside the city uh-huh. masonic temple. New Orleans CIA FBI station was inside the Mason. Okay, well that's that's pretty damning. The Clay Shaw is reported to have been a Freemason. Because of his close affiliation with New Orleans High Society, it is highly likely that this report is correct. Jim Garrison, District Attorney of New Orleans, exposed Ray Shaw as a clandestine operative in the CIA who did both foreign and domestic work for the agency. Witnesses saw Shaw with Oswald on a number of occasions. He was seen handing Oswald what appeared to be a roll of money in a clandestine setting. He was seen with Oswald Ferry and Bannister in the small town of Clinton, Louisiana. He was seen or heard... Planning the assassination with Ferry and Oswald in Ferry's apartment, he was seen with Ruby, Oswald, and Ferry talking about the assassination. Whoa, whoa, whoa! All this um, third-person or dispersonal personal was seen without witnesses is kind of worrying me. Where, where's the citation on this? I mean, I'm sure I, I need to just look into it and find it, but anyway will keep going. And he was seen with David Ferry, who he denied knowing at all by numerous people. Shaw was known, alleged, and or suspected to use the aliases Clay Bertrand, Clyde Bertram, Clem Bertrand, Alton Bernard, and Victor DiMario. Lawyer Dean Andrews received a call from Shaw immediately after the assassination using the name Bertrand, who requested that he fly to Dallas and represent Oswald. Hmm. Wow. Well, if this is true, I mean, then Simon JCP is really on to them. The Dallas Police Department was intimately involved in the cover-up of the assassination. The Dallas PD was completely under the control of Masonic con- conservative organizations. That's kind of not a surprise, since Masons and Lions and all them have their thumbs in just about every service group in small towns across America. Not to mention London being like a huge head of Masonic police forces and stuff. But that's not in the post, and either here or there. The Masonically-founded, controlled Ku Klux Klan and the Masonically-founded, controlled John Birch Society. These two Masonic conservative groups were in control of more than Dallas police, but Dallas politics too. Yitzhak Rabin, a high-level Israeli Defense Forces official at the time, was in Dallas that day for some sort of military tour. Jack Ruby Freemason was leading a group of Israeli reporters, quote-unquote, who remain to this day unidentified, around. The Israeli government was controlled by David Ben-Gurion, was engaged in a secret war with Kennedy over Israel's nuclear program. Well, we all know what we think about nuclear weapons, but uh, still, it's intriguing. Ben Gurion was a Freemason.
2: Wow. The next post is by Simon JCP, June 4th. A lot of research has been done that shows how many events and world politics are part of a simulation. That would mean that details like dates and times are created by the perpetrators It is as easy as simply writing it down or typing it out. That being said, we constantly see the numbers 11, 13, 33, and 7 popping up in these events. I think of it all day long because since I I teach in a high school, we'll have 9 through 11th graders. So when it's written in like an email, you'll have 9-11, please go to the comments at 12 or whatever. So you're like, I'm reading 9-11, and I'm like, 9-11? Oh, they mean 9th through 11th graders.
3: And hey, you're uh, seeing numbers everywhere. <laughs> right.
2: So obviously the people behind this hoax like these numbers. Is it a coincidence that these are Masonic numbers and that many of these people who rule over us and many of the people who are directly connected to these hoaxes and operations are Freemasons? This brings us to the issue of secret societies. Can one function without becoming a vehicle for domination or control or dishonesty? Picture an organization in which some co-workers start a secret society or a school in which students start a secret society. The secret society inevitably implants a belief of us and them in its members' minds and a desire to control and influence things to work in the favor of the covert organization. The us-and-them mindset that secret society members have, of course, classifies them as all of society around them, everything other than their club. In a school, this would be the rest of the student body. In an organization, this would be the rest of the co-workers. And an us-and-them mentality is inherently hostile and is a one-way road to wanting more control for us and less for them. This is the way a sacred Society is inevitably going to be.
3: Even if they claim to be a service organization, um, life is hard. And life for an organization must be a constant struggle of not only the people in it, but this artificial corporation trying to keep ahead of things, which yeah, which would create a kind of us and them mentality, no matter how innocuous, you know, it would claim to be. Especially if it's a secret, and then the importance of the secret aspect um, well, maybe you know, that's why they that they love people. to
2: have Freemason and they love to talk about him on the Discovery Channel because it's divisive.
3: Ah, yeah, I see what you're saying. Yeah, it's divisive both in and out. Yeah, it, the, their existence is divisive, and maybe their goal is divisiveness. Maybe not of all the members, but maybe it's just a flawed concept—the idea that the secret society can like, change the world for the better. I don't know, Corsarino. Um, starts us on another thread, which we might even get to next time we come back to the JFK issue, um, because it's the last post on page two, and that might be all the time we have um, to read today. But he says on June 5th, there was in Rome a very important clue. The Permindex Company. The permanent industrial exhibition was located in Piazza Marconi, Roma, EUR. The Permindex had a logo on the top of his building, World Trade Center. The Permindex was connected with Clay Shaw and other people from, quote, New Orleans-Dallas team, unquote. On the net, there is the real story of Permadex. I am confident with this story. And of course, Reno is Italian, and so his English is not so good. I have an excuse for that <laughs> for him. It's, uh, it's a very interesting aspect, and just very briefly, when we were looking at making the show, I looked at Permendex Company, and there's a whole other thing that different people in this thread get talking about. So there you have it. That's the first two pages of... What's on page JFK three? <laughs> You can either uh, wait for us to read more if you are an audio learner or you just prefer our reading and analysis. Or if you want to read it for yourself, you can go to cluesforum.info and find the thread there. And the link is in our show notes, as always, available at www.theclueschronicle.info.
2: Also on page 9
3: what Oh what Oh like you'd like to do the last there's, page yeah, and say here there's a video there let now. me see
2: what what its words are if it's interesting
3: Oh Boston Terrier ex- that guy I think he's um...
2: oh it's a Polish psyop. I don't care about that no offense Polish people
3: is yeah, Polish? Yeah, yeah. No, I think he wanted to make them... Yeah, he's Polish, and he has a thing against the Jesuits. He thinks the Jesuits are in and everything, like Simon JCP. And so he's got his... Um, he's probably uh, trying to agree. Don't you think, though, it's more ways.
2: likely that the Jesuits and the Jews and the Freemasons... I think when we look at them, like how they're different... And who's in charge? We're never. I think we. It's a mistake. We should be looking. What things do they have in common, and how do they cooperate?
3: That is my instinct too, Kay. I'm so so glad I found someone who thinks that way. Because to me, what's important is how. If you take a generic person. And let's just pretend that we can have such a person, like a generic average person. And you put them in, what are the triggers which cause them to operate in any of those and succeed in any of those nefarious organizations, you know?
2: Ah, that would be a good thread, right? Jews, Freemasons and Jesuits. Is I, there one of those? but see, they're still they still try and find out who's winning.
3: Yeah, no. There's this idea that maybe they're all in competition, or that one of them is more powerful than the other, rather than being within similar networks.
2: <laughs> similar so, networks of psychopathy. psychopathy. <laughs> I like that.
3: Uh, that would be similar. That was a S- snob. If you wanted to make it, yeah, if you're or a military, snop. and needed to a for it. <laughs>
2: This stops 2013, page nine, correct? I'm, I have page I
3: nine. Page nine. Uh, but we've started a few different threads. One of them is about Zapruder film being uh, a forgery. There, there might be a couple others that reference JFK as well. Was JFK murdered? Um, didn't get updated after November 2013, but yeah, it could always use more. And there's different ways of approaching every topic. Okay. We'll continue to read this thread soon. But we may also, uh, in the future, transition to other threads dealing with JFK or uh, Martin Luther King Jr. and Things like that.
2: There's so much to learn. You can't stop here, people. (laughs) You just keep going for JFK if you want to find out what's really going on. And I'll tell you what. You're not going to find the truth from Jesse Ventura or anybody in Alternative media.
3: (laughs) No, that's right. Yeah. Alternative media has let us down the garden path, as it were. Exactly. Yeah. This investigation has not even begun. And it's 50 years old. Well, you got some movement on
2: it. You know, you've. I mean, look at all the stuff here. This is packed with information. Stuff I never heard Fetzer say. And I've listened to a lot of his Kennedy speeches, by
3: the way. Well, then I guess we stayed true to our goal of beating Fetzer at his. (laughs) So called JFK investigation. We did.
2: Not very hard, though. I think on um, fakeologist.com, they, Simon had been <laughs> loath to approach this for quite some time. So he's like, all right, let me look at some of the Zapruder film evidence. And right away he said, well, there's no, what do you call that, perspective change in the film. So there's a truck and a light pole. And as the camera moves past it, you should see the perspective change. The light pole should move differently than the truck sitting next to it. But it doesn't. It stays exactly the same. So you're like, wait a minute. That Then that background yes. is just a picture. <laughs> so what's going on?
3: Yeah, and others have shown the background is a little oversized as well. So the whole thing is just you a laboratory You think it was ever real,
2: the Zapruder film, ever?
3: Well, that's a very difficult question because you can certainly warp anything real and turn it into a ridiculous satire of the original and that is a very disturbing thought indeed but i prefer not to go there until we have reason to go there and since the investigation hasn't even begun get out your pencils people <laughs> and if you're really curious about this help us investigate it Ooh, looks like next time we'll be talking about banking scams and so that's con- that's convenient. We touched on that a little bit. They, they all link together, though, don't they? All these With
2: the same people, too, pretty much.
3: Kinda, they're all... Yep. Oh, yeah. Bastardos. I, I wanted to
2: use that in Italy. Bastardo. But I never got a chance to yell at someone in Italy, in Italian.
3: Yeah. <laughs> Bastardi. Uh, what do we, we have to do that thing where we say, like, let's keep it real, but...
2: Let's keep it real together. Okay,
3: what's our line? That's it. Thanks. Uh, so little media ab- about it. I think they've actually supplanted most of the original media with conspiracy theories because they know their, um, their original media is so weak. So now they've distracted everyone with conspiracy oh, theories.
2: Weak is an understatement.
3: But it's bad
2: acting. It's bad 2%. scripting. It's Everything is bad. I've seen a few yeah. of it. As to
1: the actual condition of the president, one is that he is dead. This cannot be confirmed. Another is that uh, Governor Connolly is in the operating room. This we have not confirmed. The President was whisked from the scene of the attempted assassination, or assassination depending upon his condition, of course, at this hour, uh, by bus to Parkland Hospital. And uh, the President uh, undoubtedly is in the emergency room at that hospital, which would be on the first floor of uh, Parkland. No. Uh, word is yet. We are awaiting something more official. It is, of course, difficult, certainly, uh, to go on scanty reports. Uh,
0: this is Walter Cronkite back at the CBS Newsroom in New York. We have just been advised from Dallas that blood transfusions are being given to President Kennedy. Let us recall for you now what has transpired KRLD in this. KRLD is reporting they've been told by some of the hospital the president is dead. Only a rumor that they've been told that KRLD is saying. Well, that's a repeat of something that you heard reported to you directly a moment ago from KRLD uh, television in Dallas. And that is the rumor that has reached them at uh, the hotel that uh, the president is dead. Totally unconfirmed, apparently, as yet. However, let's go back to KRLD in Dallas.
1: Operating room. We do not know what his condition is. But the report is that the president is dead. This is not confirmed. This is something that uh, word just came to us a minute ago. The word we have is that President Kennedy is dead. This we do not know for a fact. The word we have is that he is dead. That he was sh- shot by an assassin at the intersection of Elm and Houston Streets, uh, just as he was going into the underpass. The word we have is from a doctor on the staff of Parkland Hospital, who says that it is true. He was in tears when he told me just a moment ago. This is still not officially confirmed, but as I say, the source would normally be a
0: good one. That was Zeddy Barker at our affiliate KRLD in Dallas, Texas, speaking from the room where President Kennedy had been scheduled to make an address to three Dallas organizations but an assassin's bullets cut him down on the way to that meeting from the airport. It was just an hour ago that the incident took place. We have just learned, however, ever that Father Huber, one of the two priests called into the room, has administered the last sacrament of the church to President Kennedy. Regarding the probable assassin, the sheriff's officers have taken a young man into custody at the scene a man 25 years old, we, are re- we just have a report from our correspondent, Dan Rather, in Dallas, that he has confirmed that President Kennedy is dead. There is still no official confirmation of this. However, it's a report from our correspondent, Dan Rather, in Dallas, Texas. We're now going into that Dallas uh, luncheon the president had planned to address. Let's go back. Prayers we understand are underway we may reveal that calm that shall be pleasing to and that we shall Vice President Lyndon Johnson has not been seen in the corridors of the Parkland Hospital. He was uh, said to perhaps have been slightly wounded in the arm. Mrs. Lyndon Johnson says that the Vice President, though, is fine throughout the streets of Dallas. The Dallas police had been augmented by some 400 uh, policemen called in on their day off because there were some fears and concerns in Dallas uh, that, uh, that there might be demonstrations, at least, that could embarrass the president because it was only on October the 24th that our ambassador to the United Nations, Adlai Stevenson, uh, was assaulted in Dallas, uh, leaving a dinner meeting there From Dallas, Texas, the flash, apparently official, President Kennedy died at 1 p.m. Central Standard Time, 2 o'clock Eastern Standard Time, some 38 minutes ago. Vice President Lyndon Johnson has left the hospital in uh, Dallas, but we do not know uh, to where he has proceeded. Uh, Presumably, he will be taking the oath of office shortly and become uh, the 36th president of the United States.